Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're back on 365 Sports and joined by Baylor Offensive Coordinator Jake Spavital with Craig Smoke, Paul Catalina, and I'm David Smoke. Jake, can you kind of describe these last few weeks since you had the press conference with Dave Aranda at McLean Stadium. How do you describe it? A whirlwind? A but? What is it? How do you describe it? Yeah, I would say a, a whirlwind. Um, I'm telling you, like it's uh, you know in today's time of recruiting and uh, just really the transfer portal and just trying to get like you know the brand out like uh, as much as you possibly can in the state. On top of actually meeting with your current roster and, and putting together a new staff and uh, actually trying to get to know them, man, it's been pretty crazy, but. Uh, you know, you just take it one day at a time, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of great support. Uh, the structure of the program and the university is awesome, and uh, uh, it's been fun just kind of chipping away at it one day at a time. So, uh, you know, still looking forward to getting to February. February is when uh, the recruiting cycle goes to a dead period, and I think things are going to slow down even more for us. How difficult – you're in the recruiting mode right now, and you've done this before where you come into a place and you have to install a new system, but this one is is different. How difficult is that to morph what you know guys can do but add the new elements in, um, especially with players that have not played together when you come, you throw in the transfer portal and all this as well? Yeah, that's, that's always a very interesting deal. But, you know, just being like, you know, here for the first time, uh, you know, when we do the install, you know, it's going to be the first time everybody hears it. So, like, it's going to be good for everybody if you're, uh, you know, coming in new from the transfer portal or if you've been here for a few years. So, uh, you know, that's always like a, a very tedious process. You know, we actually start our football schools tomorrow uh, with our current players, you know, on campus. You know, uh, like our staff's going to come off the road for – an afternoon football school session where that we have an hour with our current players. So, uh, you know, we're going to start with the installs, which will be very, very generic, very base. Uh, and we'll do that for the next two weeks. And then once it kind of gets to the dead period, that's when our installs and, and uh, more familiarity and getting to know our current roster even more. Uh, because that's the name of the game right now is just is truly diving into your current players. Um, because, you know, obviously, like anybody has the opportunity to leave at any given moment, but it's all about relationships and you need to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and uh, diving into these players as much as you possibly can. And uh, 
and really just kind of easing them in this process of a new install. Jake, what is that like specifically with the quarterbacks? And I know, um, you know, Daquan Finn now on his way. I, I wasn't sure exactly if you could talk about him or not, but if you can, by all means, can you uh, dive in on Daquan Finn, what made him an attractive option for you guys, and, you know, just getting him to Waco and having him being a part of this program? Yeah, Daquan's here, um, and, and he's in classes now, so, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to have him. But, you know, when I first got here, you know, with uh, Blake Chapin and, and him, you know, moving on to another program, you know, you have Sawyer Robinson, who, who did a lot of great things, you know, last year showed great signs in that West Virginia game and, and uh, was fired up to be able to work with him. But we didn't have very many uh, numbers, you know, in, uh, in that quarterback room. You know, you bring in Nate Bennett, uh, who just recently signed with us, uh, who is a true freshman here. Uh, you have R.J. Martinez, you know, as well. So some guys that have played. But uh, we needed to get some more depth. And what Daquan brings is uh, some experience. Uh, you know, he's been a three-year starter. He's the Mac player of the year. Uh, a little bit different than what uh, how you'd call a game with Daquan than how you'd call it with, like, say, Sawyer. Uh, Sawyer's more of the true pocket guy. He's a big, strong guy. Uh, and uh, and that's you got to call place to his strength. But Daquan, he's uh, – you know, he rushed for six, seven hundred yards last year and threw for all like, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight hundred yards as well. Uh, so you're going to get a little bit more mobile and a little bit more different, you know, element of the game and element of play calling in terms of where you can utilize quarterback run game. And, um, you know, I truly don't know exactly how they all are going to operate yet, but. You know, there's some pretty good skill sets in that room that uh, I think uh, we're going to be pretty fired up to work with. So uh, excited just to get around these guys and start building these relationships even more deeper than what it is right now. How much have you actually sat down with any of them? You mentioned tomorrow you have meetings, but how how have you had time to sit down with any of them and show what you do, or have they already studied that knowing you were hired back when you were as the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I've got to meet with the QBs once. <laughs> uh, so far and it was a, it was a very brief brief meeting but uh they understand you know uh they they know that tomorrow uh i'm gonna get them caught up with the installs and uh just kind of you know really just kind of uh, hang out with them for a little bit so I'm, I'm excited for that you know uh you know the name of the game as well is the recruiting side of it where we're just uh everybody's out on the road and hitting as many schools and and uh trying to get ahead on our 25 and 26 recruiting classes and they know it's going to slow down but uh, like I've actually been into some high schools and talked to the recruits more than I've actually talked to our current roster. So uh, I'm looking forward to actually hanging out with them, and, uh, and then it all starts tomorrow. What has it been like uh, coming back I- into Texas and, and getting that? And, and, of course, now the, the recruiting game's more national than it's ever been, but being back into Texas and, and getting back in with those high school coaches. Yeah, no, it's been fun, you know, uh, just kind of growing up in, you know, the Texas, Oklahoma area and and uh, just being able to walk into schools. I walked into a high school today and I just saw how just unbelievable the facilities were and just the coaches and just uh, the organization and the structure of it all. Uh, it's just it's fun to be a part of it. You know, the, the state has got such great talent and uh, such great coaches and just the programs and what's the development of it. It's just uh, it's, it's fun to be back around it. But uh, it's been a smooth transition um, because I do have the familiarity of the state of Texas, so uh, that that's been easy for me. But uh, I, I've been truly enjoying, uh, you know, getting to go back into these schools and see these coaches again and uh, see what kind of players they got to offer for Baylor in the upcoming years. 
So last time we saw you, you were being introduced uh, alongside Dave Aranda over at McLean Stadium, and and you guys obviously had a lot of mutual respect. Uh, What's that process been like, just kind of being around him more on a a daily basis, and what's sort of just the the relationship as far as a sounding board and kind of bouncing off of each other? Yeah, no, Coach, uh, just enjoyed so far being around him. You know, he's uh, he's such an authentic, genuine person. Um, you know, really takes care of his entire staff. You know, it's not just the full-time coaches. It's just everybody that's involved with the program. And uh, just uh, learning from him and on how he runs his program and um, from the, you know, kind of his experiences from, you know, great programs like LSU and Wisconsin and just uh, kind of see his touch. Uh, it, it's been it's been great to, you know, learn from him and adapt to the way he does things. But, yeah, he is a ball coach, which I love. You know, he's he's in there watching tape and, and, uh, you know, asking questions and always wanting to just talk a new scheme or just how to defend things. Or, you know, when he watches the, the NFL games, you know, on Saturday, this past Saturday and Sunday, he's he's talking about certain blitzes that he saw the Ravens do. And, uh, it's just you know, he just loves the game of football. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that because it means a lot to him. You know, he, he takes a lot of pride in making sure he does the right thing and, and really cares about the kids. And uh, you can really see that genuine, authentic touch that he brings uh, to Baylor. But uh, fortunate to be a part of it, and uh, and I'm very excited to keep learning from him. But the uh, thing that fires me up the most about him is that he loves the game of football, and uh, he can sit there and talk for days and days about it. You have been with some successful offenses based on what you've done uh, with teams. What has been the common variable there? Is it the quarterback play, or is it much more than that? Uh, you know, the quarterback play has to do with a lot of it. Um, but, I, you know, what I've learned over the years, you know, it's more about just the continuity with, uh, with the team and the selflessness. You know, like we're in a time where a lot of guys are, are, you know, afraid to do sacrifice for their teammates. And, you know, this is the ultimate team game. And uh, when you get a group of guys that are willing to sacrifice for their teammates and, and are all on the same page, that's when it truly takes off. You know, uh, I've, I've had teams that were – you know, fully committed into it. I've had teams that were 50-50 on it. And, you know, in those 50-50 teams, you, you really got to find the guys that you can lean on, um, and it, which makes it a hard call and plays at times. It does. And uh, and what I've learned is just, you know, if these guys are willing to play hard and be on the same page and sacrifice for each other, uh, you know, great things are going to come with offensive football. What's it like uh, jumping into the Big 12 again in this bra- – it's a brave new world of a conference. I mean, it, it's not the same one that when the last time you are in the conference that you left. It's, you know, there's going to be eight new teams and all this is. It, it, it's it's got to be kind of wild from that perspective. Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, um, you know, I, I, I coached in the Big East. I've coached in the Conference USA. I've coached in the Pac-12. And I feel like all those, you know, conferences are just kind of joined now, you know, with <laughs> – with, uh, you know, UCF and Houston and, and BYU and Cincinnati, but then bringing in the Pac-12 teams that you saw, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State, uh, you know, it's just a, a very unique touch. You know, I think that, you know, I don't think that when you look from afar, I don't think there's anybody that is just pure dominating the league, and I think the parity is going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, and they're great venues, and, and um, I, I just think it's an interesting time. I still can't believe that the Pac-12 is completely done with. Um, you know, because that was just a fun league to be a part of. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see the, the new rivals and, uh, you know, just the new take on travel and, and uh, just new venues for the Big 12. But it's a solid league. Um, and, you know, uh, fortunate to, uh, again to, to have a league, you know, that is uh, 
really uh, has one of the top four conferences out there and, uh, you know, has a lot of security and stability. So uh, really looking forward. But like you said, man, it's pretty wild. It's just a completely different landscape. Jake, does that just blow your mind at the Pac-12? I mean, I know they're technically still alive because there's still two schools technically. <laughs> but like you said, it's just for it to go away entirely, did did that even register on your radar when a lot of the speculation was going on last year at Cal? And, and just sort of how did you guys handle that if you ever felt the need to even discuss it? Yeah, no, I, I'm saying we uh, when I was at Cal last year, we, we kind of got into the deal if we were actually going to be in a conference. Right, yeah. Because yeah. it came down to Cal, Stanford, and Oregon State and Washington State were the four teams left. And and you're kind of sitting there just like, man, it's kind of sad that, you know, these great programs of USC and UCLA and Washington, Oregon are just not going to be a part of the Pac-12 anymore. And and you're sitting there like, then, like, you know, you're just kind of like kind of in shock that that's gone. Then you're trying to find your own conference. And uh, who would have ever thought that Stanford and Cal would enter the ACC, which the travel of that is going to absolutely be crazy, you know, not just for football, but for all sports. Um, you know, just to be able to, like, I think Cal next year plays, like, Wake Forest and North Carolina State and Syracuse and, you know, like, out there on the East Coast, which uh, that's going to be tough. You know, like, a lot of those schools, like, uh, you're going to have to travel, like, on Thursdays to go about two days in advance uh, just so you can get acclimated to the time change. So, uh, very interesting times in college football. But, you know, uh, you know that's why you got to be thankful where we're at and that we, we've got great leadership and we're part of a great conference. When you had to look at the quarterback room, and of course you had the discussions with Blake, who eventually decided to leave, and then Raquan comes in. Uh, Daquan comes in. Excuse me. Did you watch a lot of film of Baylor last year? We've actually had coaches who have joined the staff before that said they didn't watch any of the film the previous year, which it was always kind of hard for me to understand that. How much of that did you dig into? I I, I watched all, I watched all their games. I did, uh, it's, uh, and more thoroughly, you know, um, I you know just being at Texas state, you know, and, and removed one year, I mm-hmm. was pretty familiar with the personnel, uh, which was really good for me to at least, uh, have a good understanding of it. Uh, but I, uh, you know, you never know what happens in a year, especially in today's time. And, uh, it was good just to go through and, and kind of take a brief look at it. I, I think there's great talent here. Um, you know, I thought they were very young last year. Uh, I think that's what kind of fires me up a lot is that, you know, there's some, a lot of young kids that have got some valuable experience in a great league. And uh, uh, that that's what's going to be fun working with these guys in the spring because uh, they're, they're just going to continue to get better because, you know, that O-line, I think there's three really young kids that played, uh, which that you can't. You can't put, you know, like you can't explain how unbelievable it is for a kid to get great experience like that at that age. And uh, it, it's going to be a great thing for us. But I did get to watch a lot of uh, the talent, you know, and, and just uh, all the moving parts. I knew there was a lot of tight ends and and uh, the running backs. You got to have a good little vibe of that. And then, like, what you could see of the, uh, the receivers, I got to watch a lot of them. And uh, I, I do think that there's a lot of good talent that is sitting in that room. We just got to find the – you know, we got to put them in the pieces and put them in the places, put the pieces in place for them to have success. And, uh, that, that's the fun part of watching them, uh, you know, put it all together. Jake, you know that uh, the last couple of years did not end well. Last year, of course, was uh, struggling from almost the beginning. The loss to a place where you know a lot about with Texas State. What was the conversation with Coach Aranda and your thought process knowing that they were coming off a bad year and knowing that there were thoughts about Coach Aranda's future and you joining his staff? Yeah, you know, I, I think that 
the what what Baylor's done in the past, you know, they've won, and Coach Aran has won here. You know, you, you forget that, you know, he won the Sugar Bowl, you know, in 2021, which was a great year, and and that's not, you know, that's, you know, two seasons ago, really. So, you know, like, I just wanted to talk with Coach on, you know, his vision and what he wanted, and, and uh, you know, he's a very calculated man, you know, like, uh, and the thing that I, I really appreciate about him is, is he's a humble guy, and he takes ownership on, on last year, and, uh, you know, he does talk about the positives and the things that are in place and what is needed, and, and, uh, he, you know, he, he is a ball coach, like I've talked about, like he mm-hmm. just truly loves, you know, being a part of it. And, and, um, you know, you talk about job security. I think there's job security issues at every school that you go to, <laughs> you know, and, uh, like, you know, we, we had the same thing when I was at university of California, you mm-hmm. know, like I took that job last year, uh, knowing that they're going to be on the hot seat as well. Uh, but you look at the pieces in place, you look at the, the vision, uh, with Coach Aranda calling it, you know, I think he's one of the greatest defensive minds, like, ever. And, uh, you know, that's a very comforting thing for me. And uh, I, I do think that he's got a great culture. When we talked about how, you know, only five guys hit the portal, which I think us in Kansas are the, the only two, like, the least amount of uh, transfers uh, in, the, in the Big 12. And it just shows that people want to play for him. Uh, he's about diving into the kids. It's about development. Uh, and, you know, I think the direction is there, and I, I know they got the talent to be successful. Jake, uh, this is the first time that Baylor will have an offense in seven or eight years that is this type of open. Uh, not that you're not going to run the ball because you need to, but it's going to be a while. Baylor fans were kind of thirsty for something new, with all due respect to the Sugar Bowl team, to have something new. Did you think much about that, that it's been that long? They've run different offenses with Coach Rule and Coach Aranda? Yeah, I know it, uh, it, when you started kind of diving into Baylor, you know, like, uh, I really like last time was, you know, like uh, before Matt Rule was the, was the last time they really spread it open. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that, that's something that uh, it kind of intrigued me too uh, because I think they will cause some excitement around here, not just for the fan base, but for the players. Uh, I, I do think that, uh, you know, when you're playing an up-tempo offense and you're spreading it around and you're getting everybody touches, and uh, I think it's a fun, exciting you know, type of ball, and uh, and it's going to get these kids excited to play, and uh, uh, that that's that's going to be a fun thing for us. Um, is just watching the excitement of these guys, because there's nothing wrong with the previous schemes that they're in. You know, uh, those are all good schemes. You know, I just think that the the spread offense and up tempo offense is very fit for the college system, uh, because you know I think when you when you slow it down and you huddle. Um, you got to be perfect with plays, and, and and a lot of the times, like you may not have the personnel to do that, um, and a lot of that has to deal when, like, you know, when you get make millions of dollars in the NFL, you know, where you can slow the games down. Where I, I know that these kids will make a lot of mistakes next year, but if you're playing at a fast pace and and try to get 20 more plays a game than what they're used to, I think they're going to have a, an opportunity to have more success. So, I, I think they're excited right now. Uh, they're very eager. Uh, they they've been hitting me up, you know, on the phone asking them, asking me when I'm getting off the road because they want to start working at all, and I just know that, uh, uh, you know, they're they're going to enjoy, you know, the process of the the off season installs and spring football and summer and fall camp, and uh, uh, it's going to be fun to watch these guys put it all together. Last question, and thanks for your time. I know you're busy. Are you more? Uh, do you get more excited about hands on practice or the uh, the preparation game plan for a game? Uh, the hands-on practice, you know, I, I think in the, in spread, 
you know, tempo offenses, you know, like you're going to do what you do and you got to get good at it, you know, and that's something that I've already preached to these guys, you know, and the, and the one time I've uh, met with them, it's about we've got to have some consistency and we're going to have an identity of who we are. And uh, I think where the practice is where you, you figure it all out. You know, I think uh, you do just with all the choice routes that we run and, and uh, just the demeanor that you play with and the intentions and the tempo, you know, everything that you do in practice is going to be in direct correlation of how it translates to the game. And, and uh, that's the fun part to me is, uh, is it's going to be a lot of hands-on stuff and practicing with them. And eventually you're going to see a click for them and you're going to start to see the confidence arise in these guys. And uh, the rest is uh, when we get to games, it's about them going out there and doing what they've worked on and practice and built their, uh, the continuity and, and, and built the identity of who they're going to be. Last, David Rand, a defensive mind, Jake, but is it complimentary? Have you all talked much about how what you want to run on offense, what you will run on offense, what he wants to do on defense? Is there discussions about how that complements each other? Yeah, and, you know, there's the element, too, of being a head coach you know, for four years. Like, like mm-hmm. I understand that you, you've got to complement each other, you know. And, uh, you know, selfishly, you want to do the, you know, like I, like I used to be when I was a coordinator and I wasn't a head coach yet. I wanted to snap it as many times as I possibly could, even if it, <laughs> it hurt the defense. Uh, but, you know, that's I've grown up a lot over the years, you know, and I, I you want to play – fast and you want to play you know smart you know but you also want to make sure that you're putting the team in the right position to have success and that's that's if you're you know you don't want to if you're not if you're struggling moving the ball you don't want to go out there at three and out in 10 seconds and punt the ball back to the defense who's playing well you know you got to learn how to control the game you got to learn how to do things the right way and I've had a lot of talks with coach about that already and uh and I know what kind of type of vision he wants but he does want to open it up he wants to go score as many points as we can, and, and uh, he's, he's really uh, in tune on making sure that he can uh, get the ball back as many times as possible back to the offense. So, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of discussions in the future, but, you know, uh, just being in that head coaching role for a while, I understand the importance of making sure we're all on the same page. Thank you for the time today. Great to hear from you. This has been a Rogue Media Network. Oh, sure.